I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast all about Disney from the Front Row Network. My name is Craig, and I am here tonight with my lovely co-host, first, B. Fergie Ferg, Vanessa Ferguson herself. Man, that's my rap name. How'd you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I, I know because I see your name yeah. <laughs> on your screen. Oh, I, I thought it was because you bought the album. Well, all right then. Did you record London Bridge? Was that you? <laughs> that was me. Yes, it was. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. great, great. And we're also joined by Brett Rutherford. How are you, sir? Good, thanks. How are you? You know, I'm just doing great. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But we have a lot to accomplish in this episode. Uh, This is coming straight to you on our feed-only episode, so thanks for subscribing, and make sure you uh, tell all the other Disney fans out there. But what we're going to do today is a little bit uh, less conventional. We're going to talk a bit about what's going on in some of our Disney lives, and then we're going to talk about what's going on at the company as a whole and uh, update you on a few pieces of news, especially one that broke this afternoon that is kind of a humongous deal. So we'll definitely talk about that here in just a few minutes. But before we do that, Brett, you have been to the world since we last spoke. Or well, I you know. know technically we did our Oscar episode, but you know, we, we had Brandon on with that. We had to be really classy because Brandon was on. <laughs> so so now yes. Brett, tell me all about your trip back in December to Walt Disney World. Okay, let's see. So my um, Walt Disney World vacation highlights. Uh, I had a great time. What? Right. I was going oh, okay. to say, in as few words as possible, how are you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How are you in as few words? Yeah. So, okay. So, um, I'm going to give you the, the quick rundown. Um, maybe maybe there will be a, 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 a solo version um, podcast coming sometime, too, with a trip review. I was so inspired by Vanessa's. If you hadn't heard it already, go back and listen, because her August trip vacation highlight was awesome. So anyway, but back to mine. It's all about me. Back to me. Okay. So, um, list in no real order. Well, kind of, sort of. Disney Skyliner was awesome. I enjoyed it very much. I had great dining on the Disney dining plan. Got to go to Artist Point and did the storybook dining with Snow White. I had some reservations. Ha <laughs> ha. That's a joke because, um, I so much loved Artist Point before. Uh, well, it was two credits and it was a, it was an expensive mm-hmm. evening, and it was the two dining credits. But now it's one, one dining credit, and you still get your classic mushroom bisque, which I enjoyed. But it's like this teeniest, tiniest little cauldron. <laughs> so you have two spoonfuls and call it a soup experience. <laughs> okay, there are shared appetizers. I had Bashful's Butter Poached Sustainable Fish. And Vanessa, you're going to love this. I finished my dinner. The plate was practically clean. That's not true. That That's can't pretty be good. Possible. I will. I will share a picture with you. Yes, and then there are shared desserts, which were cute. Okay, and then Grumpy, Dopey, and Snow White were there to take pictures, and then there was an opportunity to have a photo session with the Wicked Queen, and the evil she was wicked. Queen. Sorry, evil. Oh well, I'm just gonna look that up. Anyway, the does, evil queen. Does she call herself the evil queen, or is it just? Well, the she queen was there? wicked. She worked <laughs> it, and she loved me because oh yeah, because I worked it. I worked it. Well, you're summoned. That's the other thing. You're given a card, and you are summoned to her presence. 
So that was kind of fun. So I did a bow and she acknowledged me. And then I went up and I leaned over to her and I said, if you're ever in need of a hunter, I will not bring back the heart of a pig. And she said, this man is always welcome in my kingdom, which I'm like going, score. That was cool. (laughs) Did you just tell her that you're going to rip someone's heart out? Is that what you said? I'll do what I need to. I'm like going, I'm not going to bring the heart of a pig. I had to, wow. you know, I had to gain um, gain my good graces with, you know, the evil slash wicked queen, and I did. It was fun. She loves me. Anyway, I'm a big hit. And let's see, other Disney favorite restaurants. I did go to Disney Springs and Chef Art Smith's Homecoming and had their brunch, which was exceptional. And then in Disney Springs, had a polite pig, so had um, some appetizers and had their cookie, which they only make. I don't know, a hundred a day or something like that. And we lucked out and got that. Uh, let's see. Other Disney favorites. Oh, Bon Voyage breakfast at Trattoria El Forno, which is the character breakfast with Ariel and uh, Prince Eric and uh, Rapunzel and Flynn. The meal was really good. I had Ursula's cauldron. I think that's what it was called. So it was a really good uh, breakfast. And uh, there was a recurring theme throughout all. Most of my meals were crispy onions, and they were amazing. Okay. The other thing is, just to let you know, if you're ever out there and it's a big opening weekend for a Disney slash Pixar slash Star Wars movie, it just so happened that Star Wars Rise of Skywalker opened when I was there, and we got tickets to the AMC Dolby Cinema, which was a really cool experience. It's like three stories tall and has like 147 speakers, and it was great. Um, another thing that I did, it's almost done. Anyway, uh, went to the Disney After Hours at the Disney Animal Kingdom, which was really good because eating ice cream when it's cold is not as bad as you might think. And I'm like, going, so I had plenty of treats and the real cool thing was going on flights of passage multiple times like in a row um, we had to leave the queue and come back in we did never ask i don't but he probably still had to do that so we did that and then the big the big awesome thing at this vacation was galaxy's edge rise of resistance which i must say there are no words and it's worth whatever it takes to get there and to try to get in. And patience is probably the best thing you can take with you on that experience, but it's well worth it. And that was my vacation. Thank you. And uh, we inserted into our wrap-up of 2019 your audio from right after you came off of Rise of the Resistance. Yes. <laughs> so make sure that you go back and listen to that. But it just sounds like you had such a fun time and just a really uh, cool uh, experiences all around. There's so many new things coming. There's so and, many uh, new things. You know, even yeah. someone like Brett, who has been uh, at Disney World a ton, worked there for a long time. Um, even you get to go back and experience all these new things all the yeah. time. Because that's what's great about it is that there's so many opportunities for so many uh, different restaurants and things like that, that you just, you know, you couldn't hardly hit them all there. It'd be almost <laughs> impossible unless you you're can't. living in the area, yes. but let's, <laughs> let's uh, change gears a little bit and let's go into some news um, because I wanted to just sort of talk about some items that have been uh, bubbling up. And it's funny, we were going to record this earlier today and uh, ended up that we didn't do that. And it's, it's funny because it's like the, the fates have aligned for us because uh, about two hours after we would have recorded, um, we got some <laughs> news. So at that point, uh, 
there was a press release sent out right around four o'clock this afternoon that uh, Bob Iger is going to step down as Disney CEO effective immediately. And now he's not the CEO anymore. It's done. Crazy. So it's, uh, so it's not as big of a split. So immediately when you read just that headline, your mind goes a million different ways. But let me read some of the key points to this. So I'm reading this off of a CNBC article. I think that they are the ones that at least got their story up the quickest. It seems like Disney sent this to a lot of media outlets uh, when they released their press release. But here are some of the key takeaways. Disney announced Tuesday that CEO Bob Iger will step down from the role and become executive chairman through 2021, effective immediately. Now, 2021 is when his contract was due to end. Bob Chapik, who most recently served as chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, will assume the role as CEO. And Iger plans to stay uh, with the company through 2021 and focus on Disney's creative strategy throughout the remainder of his tenure. So my understanding, at least from listening a bit to the conference call that they did later on in the day, and thank you, Brett, for providing that. Uh, so I, well, I listen yeah, to it. Sure. Um, it seems like they're... They're really maybe more so than even since like a Frank Wells, Michael Eisner split. They are taking one person is going to be sort of the chief creative officer and the other person is going to be the chief financial and business officer. Um, so lots that we can talk about here. I'm sure that uh, even Disney fans don't necessarily know the name Bob Chapik that well. You've likely seen him before because he does a lot of presentations at D23. He's been with the company for a long time. Um, but Brett, do you want to start us off with some of your reaction to this news? Well, it was interesting how fast the the reactions, shall we say, from the Disney fan community (laughs) happened. Um, I think it was just such a shock that uh, you're going to, you got a lot of knee-jerk reactions. But since that time, since it's been a couple of hours since that announcement, um, actually, I checked with some of my uh, Disney friends (laughs) uh, who might have a little bit more mm, information or insider information, um, but it seems as though uh, that this has been in the works for a long time. He's wanted to retire, and this is just the announcement that he's still there. Um, what was, let's see, some of them, they will remain anonymous sources, but basically they were saying that it was time and they, he's been ready to retire uh, for several years. No scandal, no hallway whispers, just time. I thought that was good. I checked with another friend of mine because <laughs> I, uh, said surprised, and that person said surprised, yes, and no. I love being a Hollywood insider and get such good scoop, yes and no. <laughs> yeah, anyway. well, I mean, if you think about it, they <laughs> extended his contract a bunch of times at this point um, yeah. because there was speculation. There was spe- speculation he may have entered the Democratic primary. Uh, not that long ago. So they were saying that maybe he was going to leave and then run for president. So um, it, it definitely makes sense. What's weird about it is the effective immediately thing. And I guess I don't maybe don't know enough about business where, um, and Brett, you're waving your hands, so you might have some insight into this, but maybe I just don't know enough about business as to why you wouldn't have uh, at least a bit of a transition. Now, granted, Bob Iger is still there and technically because he's the chairman of the board still, um, Bob Chapik is reporting to Bob Iger still, at least yeah. from board hierarchy and, and how all that works. So, But, Brett, uh, what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I think it makes sense, actually, because I think they needed to make it rather a dramatic exit just so they could have a starting and stopping point. Also, probably my guess is just a, a feeling um, with Bob Iger. Um, he just came off of uh, being the CEO uh, during a multi-billion dollar uh, film year. Uh, and he has an amazing history and amazing uh, track record with Disney and because of world events, coronavirus, <laughs> other mm-hmm. things, um, which have the coronavirus has basically uh, put a stop or uh, uh, to both um, Shanghai Disneyland and Hong Kong Disneyland. So mm-hmm. that and other things that could be uh, have a questionable uh, bottom line effect on Disney stock. Um, it certainly makes sense that he'd want to go out on top and he has now. Uh, the other thing is that he is, I'm sure that he does care for the company. He has been there for some time and he's made quite a, a, a nice uh, life for himself in retirement as well. But I think that um, it, this transition period, which is basically about two years allows for a very easy transfer. And, and it does put uh kind of the responsibility uh, on JPEG rather than just giving him piecemeal until they think he's ready for it. So they think he's ready for it. I think it was actually a very smart move. Vanessa. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't know and we won't know until another one of those juicy Disney books comes out. Um, that tells us the behind the scenes, you know, it, it, it could have been multiple things. It could have been Bob Iger wanting to leave at the, you know, at the you know when he's on top um it could have been a shareholder thing where they didn't want it to be up for discussion or have negative feedback it's already been decided um it could have been you know reading bob Iger's book he had really good mentors that believed in him and maybe this is his way of showing bob chapik that he believes in him and he's passing the baton as opposed to um when bob Iger was kind of forced to be the interim ceo for lack of a better, you know, title, um, for Michael, um, Eisner and, you know, Michael Eisner, they didn't really want him there, but they let him keep, um, on the payroll and, uh, with his title. And, and it, it sounded like it wasn't reading about it. sounded like a very awkward transition. So maybe Bob Iyer just didn't want to do that to his predecessor, you know, um, to the person coming in. Um, maybe he wanted to have a better experience for him. So who knows? I'm sure we'll find in a really delightfully juicy book. If it's not juicy, I'm going to be disappointed, but you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll find it eventually. <laughs> And maybe that is it, you know, um, reading both Disney Wars, which is a great book if you want to read about some of the company, especially in the Eisner years, um, but then also reading uh, Bob Iger's autobiography, it, it does talk about how rough that transition was because essentially the board uh, had all but dismissed Eisner and they made Iger uh, apply for the job. And... Uh, mm-hmm. Iger was like, you need to either give this to me or you need to, you need to let me know so I can leave with some kind of dignity here. Uh, because Iger was thought of as maybe Eisner's too close to Eisner for the board. So, mm-hmm. um, so I could see that being a, a great point that you bring up, uh, that, you know, maybe he just didn't want that to happen for Chapik. And now they've got a little bit of a transition. They've already come out with statements that they believe in their leadership. Uh, all of the board has done that. So maybe he wanted to really make sure that, 
where his tenure got off to a little bit of a bumpy start, that Chapik's tenure uh, does not do the same. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where this goes because it's possible that maybe this is creating a path where Chapik will be more of the business manager of the company um, and there still might be some room for more creative people to be involved as well. I think one of the biggest uh, parts of the fan community, one of the biggest backlashes is that the, the parks themselves, the last few years, uh, attendance is starting to dip a bit. Um, Galaxy's Edge rollout wasn't thought of as maybe a perfect landing there. Uh, maybe they they rushed it a bit, uh, and had they waited for Rise of the Resistance and Smuggler's Run to be out, I think that Galaxy's Edge would have just completely blown everyone away immediately. Um, and then there's also the idea of customer service. And I know that uh, a lot of people complain that park customer service from cast members has gone down over the years. Uh, part of that is relying too much on the college program and not enough on full-time cast members. And those are some decisions that Bob Chapik made as head of the Disney parks. And so I think that that's why the fan community is going to take some getting used to, but maybe because he's not seen as such a creative individual uh, as some of the other CEOs in the past have been coming more from the television and film side of things. um, Maybe that leaves open the opportunity for someone in a couple of years to fill that creative void. That would be great. Yeah. I I hope so. Well, I hope so. I did read some criticism of Chapek and and how he has um, really pushed forward on the profits, um, but that sometimes comes at the expense of the customers. Um, one thing I read was uh, like they push more kids merchandise, but got rid of the adult merchandise and they really pushed, he really pushed frozen, frozen, frozen. So it was oversaturated and, and um, you know, I, it always worries me a little bit uh, because Walt was so much about quality mm-hmm. and ha- had the experience and he wasn't as always concerned with the bottom line. And I, and I really hope that they put a good team together under Chapek's leadership that he, he isn't so consumed with the financial aspect and doesn't forget um, how that company started. Yeah, you know, there's there's not many corporations that have such a large fan base like Disney does and uh, just have adapted it into their lifestyle. I mean, you could probably, na- like maybe Apple is sort of like that. Uh, there's maybe a couple of other companies out there. But what makes Disney different is that it's connected to that storytelling and that creativity and the drive for childlike wonder um, and that doesn't necessarily come from someone that's only looking at the bottom line. And even people, people have really criticized Bob Iger for being too much of a bottom line CEO as well. Uh, he made some amazing acquisitions, but it, it is, I think it would be good to get some, uh, storyteller in there, some, uh, creative executive, and we'll see where that goes. But still lots of other things to cover. So I know that that was the biggie for tonight, uh, but want to get through a couple of other stories for you as well. We found out late last week that the castle is getting a makeover. So Cinderella's Aww. castle, and it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks beautiful from the mm-hmm. concept art. But it's kind of like a rose gold finish on the actual castle. And then the turrets will be trimmed in all gold. Um, and this is supposed to be done this summer. 
So it's going to be a pretty quick process. I mean, I guess you're just painting the gal, right? So maybe it doesn't take uh, take that long to do. But uh, hey, but if yeah, they mess up, like, they can always roll out that giant inflatable pink birthday <laughs> cake. They probably got no, they it in storage somewhere. No, they cannot. They cannot. <laughs> right? I think they they know they know that that would not uh, be a good thing. <laughs> that is right. That is right. I was but, there when uh, they started to paint it, and I'm like going. And they started with the back of the castle, and they probably had meetings. That really pink, really pink, but they went ahead with it. So, yeah, they sure did. They really did. Um, so this is, of course, for the fiftieth anniversary. But it looks really nice from the concept drawings. Uh, Vanessa, why don't you tell me your opinion of it, and then we'll go to Brett. I think it looks beautiful. It's so fancy. It's got gold trim. I mean, I try to wear everything I have in gold trim, and it just it's going to look beautiful. It's going to be great for the 50th anniversary. I've been really um, kind of looking for this announcement because I, I anticipated that they would be doing something to celebrate, and um, I'm just glad we got to find this out before the next D23. So that's kind of exciting. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, Brett. Well, I think, you know, they've redone the Disneyland Castle a number of times. They've done it for each of the different 50th year celebration. Well, the big years. They did it for 50th. It had an overlay. For 60th, it had an overlay. So um, it's time that uh, that Cinderella's Castle at Walt Disney World gets a spruced up for a very special event, too. And I think Absolutely. it looks gorgeous. So, yeah. It does. It's going to look really, really cool, especially when the sun hits it just the right way. It's going to be just absolutely stellar. Um, not much I can add there. I, I'm really excited for it. Uh, it is going to probably require some scaffolding on the castle, and I know that that is um, worrisome for some families that plan that once-in-a-lifetime trip. But, you know, it's it, you just can't really they, – they can't – ever win in that situation you know there's there's always going to be something under construction most of epcot right now is under construction um but that's what we get for wanting to make sure that things are ever evolving and not stagnant they have to do this at some point so i'm sure they'll do most of the actual work at night um and so you won't actually see like painters up there painting the castle in the middle of the day but uh there likely would still be some scaffolding, things like that, around the, the castle. Actually, I read today that, that they plan to do it in plain sight. So it might be during the day because they have such a very quick time frame. Well, the other thing wow. is, Vanessa, your first experience yeah. of Disneyland was not seeing the Disneyland castle. It was seeing the pretty scrim that went in front of it that looked like the exactly. castle. Exactly. That's so, what I was going to say. And you survived. You survived. I- well, almost, because I almost died, because instead of going through the castle to get to Peter Pan, <laughs> we had to run around the castle, yes. and those marathoners are crazy. But It was, yeah, it was crazy, yes. I didn't mm-hmm. actually see the ca- I've yet to see that castle in Disneyland, mm-hmm. so, but you'll, mm-hmm. you'll live. You'll live. Like a transition was born out of thin air, Brett Rutherford leading us down the trail, maybe parading us along to our next story because we're talking about Magic Happens, the new Aww. parade to 
debut at Disneyland um, because I've never been there before, and these two will likely remind you of that fact. I'm going to let them take the lead. Brett, tell me all about Magic Happens. Uh, it's coming out on February 28th, which is this Friday. For us, yes, recording right now. And starting February 28th, Disneyland Park will, will welcome Magic Happens. It's the first new daytime parade in nearly a decade. Wow. The other one had some staying power. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, really cool. I mean, Mickey is in it, and Anna and Elsa and Olaf and uh, Coco. There's a Coco unit. I do Christoph's love Coco. Yeah. Um, All your favorites. It's kind of like there's, it's kind of actually, there seems to be a little bit of a throwback to some of the classics as well as uh, the more recent Disney films too. So that's very nice and great. Thank you, Disneyland, for doing that. Remembering everyone who came before you. So how cool. Well, and the vault is busted, man. We have them all on Disney Plus. So like (laughs) my, my son is cruising through all those classics and it's, it's really cool, cool awesome. to be able to experience that all over again. So actually we have a central Illinois performer, uh, Christy Wilhelm, who, who's married now and it's a uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I so messed up that name even when I was reading it, but anyway, Christy's going to be there and, uh, and she's, Oh, she's, I don't know if she's opening day, but she is performing this Saturday so we can all watch it on YouTube and experience everything that is magic happens. But it looks, the floats look great. The music was by... Um, Todrick Hall. Yeah. Todrick Hall. Yeah, I love Todrick Hall. And former Disney cast member, Walt Disney World, oh. uh, Disney Studios. Yeah. So we know people who know him. How exciting is that? So, But uh, the floats look really cool. The costuming... Um, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff available on the Disney Parks blog and other things, and I'm sure that we'll find out even more um, by the time it debuts. But uh, very excited for that. So I will be watching opening day. Yeah, so very excited. Vanessa? Well, I don't even, you know, acknowledge parades unless they are at <laughs> night time. But, you know, I guess it's exciting. But. <laughs> Time, I mean, nighttime. That's what we need. A nighttime prayer. If we honest, if we don't get it for the fiftieth, I'm gonna lose it. I'm waiting a really good time. Vanessa's gonna make her own parade down Main Street, USA. It is possible. Yep. <laughs> Let's see, oh, what, the glow sticks. <laughs> the glow sticks. Um, couple more stories that I want to do, maybe in just kind of a, a rapid fire kind of a, a way here, but wanted to make note that Disney is increasing their number of impossible products. So impossible products are uh, grass made um, and veggie made uh, burgers. And there's also hot dogs, there's chicken, there's all sorts of impossible products. And I just think I wanted to just note this because I think it's cool that uh, really, if you haven't been to Disney World and you're planning a trip, there's no better place to be able to find something for everyone to eat there, uh, regardless of the food allergy, regardless of uh, whether or not you're a vegetarian or vegan, um, a carnivore like myself, you can find something to eat uh, at Disney World. And so, Vanessa, just any comments on the inclusion of some additional vegetarian options, vegan options? Yeah, well, I think it's pretty cool. Um, you know, I was listening to NPR, our affiliate station, and, um, you know, they had this story about how um, really to it's a climate change. Oh, I hope I'm not We will have to be so much meat. Uh-oh. Oh, let's see. We lost Vanessa. Uh, she'll be back, so, maybe. Brett. 
Yes. Uh, we'll go to you. What do you think about the inclusion of so many vegetarian, vegan friendly options? Well, I think that's great because I think they've had an unfortunate bad rap of basically theme parks in general um, sometimes have a bad rap. Well, they only have our hamburgers and you know, hot dogs and all this. Well, you haven't been to a Disney park in quite some time if that's all you think because there are so many options. So now there's uh, these alternative um, foods, which I can't wait to try, actually. Uh, whenever that happens, I guess wherever, whenever I go next, I'm going to make sure that I give that a try, but actually, well, if there is a new restaurant at at Epcot. Yes, Regal Eagle Smokehouse Craft Drafts and Barbecue, which is now mm-hmm. open. So they yeah. have uh, vegan options as well. And uh, I did take a look at some video of that from uh, the Tim Tracker, which Vanessa, you know, you love them. So, uh, and they had the burger that looked really good. So I can't wait to try that. So, and the whole restaurant looks so cool. Oh, the other thing, Vanessa, you've got to love this because in the courtyard there, they have a smoker that um, I understand is not up and running right now, but it will be used to smoke all of those turkey legs that you love so much. I love turkey legs. <laughs> oh, the, the turkey legs. Turkey legs across property right there in front of the American Adventure. So exciting. that's right. That's I right. I am happy. That makes me very happy. Our last story is the Chewy Mode. We found out that Smuggler's Run, uh, much like a cheat code on a Super Nintendo, has a secret code that you can do to unlock. Uh, instead of Hondu, it'll be Chewy all the way through your ride. Uh, I haven't experienced Smuggler's Run yet, so Brett, talk to me about uh, this. And kind of, <laughs> if you think that this is a cool thing to do, it's obviously like a, a very special thing that Disney has uh, wired into the system. Uh, yeah, it took well, several months for someone to figure this out. Uh, really, it took several months for that to be figured out, or it took a weekend for that to be released, shall we say, to some Disney fans? I don't know, but that's kind of what I'm thinking, because it just happened to, yeah, magically appear. But anyway, that's right. That's what's so cool about, and I don't know if this is, is it in Disney World yet? But, uh, but it is at Disneyland, which is, you know, for the locals there, and, you know, they need something new and exciting, which is cool about, you know, the programming of those types of attractions is they can do little special things every so often. So I'm sure we're, we're bound to get even more of them, but, but apparently you have to have like all six of all the six crew members in on the game. So you do what you're supposed to, but I definitely want to give that a try, but I have been fortunate enough to try smugglers run at Disneyland uh, during the D 23 expo experience. And then uh, at Walt Disney world. And it was great they're both and i can't wait to try the whole chewy hack or whatever it's called but yeah yeah i did find it funny oh go ahead no i just i'm like going hmm all of those all of those disney fan youtube and other uh (laughs) social media uh just happen to figure it all out all in the same weekend so but whatever it takes i'm like going it's a cool thing i'm excited about it so there's a new board game coming out, and I know Vanessa is super, super <laughs> duper pumped for this board game. Uh, my wife will be too. There is a Hocus Pocus board game. So uh, this begs the question, we might have to do like a live play-in or something uh, when you get this, right, Vanessa? Go ahead and tell well, me all about the Hocus Pocus board game. There are two board games, actually, there are two Craig, board games, yes. that are coming out. There's the Hocus Pocus board game, which I'm so excited about. And there's also the Jungle Cruise board game. 
which let's be honest, when we play it, it's basically going to be me telling every single joke I know from the Jungle Cruise. So yes. there won't be much playing happening, but I'm I'm really excited about both of those. I mean, um, the Jungle Cruise makes sense because it's going to get people excited about the the movie premiere. But the Hocus Pocus was real interesting because it's coming out in August, and incidentally, we just found out as well that um, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party's uh, dates were announced, and they start mid August. So. Maybe it's to get people to buy those last-minute tickets and airfares uh, to um, see the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Synergy with the Walt Disney Company? Imagine. Imagine no. that. Well, the no. other thing, Vanessa, do you have, you know, since you were talking about your Jungle Cruise jokes, do you have any new ones? Honey, I got lots of new ones. I'm so excited. Um, oh gosh. Well, I don't want to give them away here. I think I'm oh, going to have okay. to make like a full montage video and put oh. all the jokes in one place, let them live in one spot. That would be cool. Oh yeah. my gosh. I could, I've always seen you as a skipper. You'd be so, so good. So have I. Ooh, special edition, Vanessa's skipper. Tutorial. Well, I do get really frustrated when I get on a jungle cruise and it's, they're not that funny. Um, I know. But when they are funny, oh my gosh, I, I've cried. My mom won't write it with me anymore because she says <laughs> I embarrass her. But, um, that is one of my favorite rides. I just love it so much. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. about the film, the game, all of it. Everything. Yeah. It's true. All of it. It's true. Is that what, uh, isn't that what Han said? So. We uh, are now wrapping up on our news, but guess what, guys? What? I'm going to Disney World. Yeah, oh my right. gosh! Yeah, what? No. we knew that. That post came as soon as that that vacation was booked, and that's right. I I won't speak for Vanessa, or maybe I will. We're very very happy that you get to go. Yes, I, I know it's not Disneyland, and I know that I still haven't been there, but uh, we're really excited. It's going to be a fun trip, family trip with uh, three of us, and we're uh, actually wanted to put in just a, a real brief plug uh, for Justin over at the Disney Dads. He's also a travel agent with Away With Me Travel. I've never used an agent before, and so um, it's actually been a really interesting experience because, of course, I keep up on all this stuff all the time, so I'm like, I don't need an agent, you know, but it is kind of fun to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and to um, just kind of get some things that maybe you hadn't been thinking about doing in the in the past and get those booked for you. So well, one of like the things what? that what are the some that, new things that he knew that you didn't know? Like what are some some new things? Well, the thing that I, I said, you know, with him having a young child. What's the one thing that we're not thinking of right now that you think we, we, that our son would really enjoy? And so, uh, we are booked at Hoopty Doo. We're, uh, we're oh, I love so, Hoopty Doo. Never been. It's going to be a really fun experience. So. Don't eat anything the whole day before. Okay. It's All right. seriously so good. Before. And there's so much food, and you're going to hate yourself for not eating as much as you can. Yeah, Save room I'm, for the strawberry shortcake. Don't yes, even sing that a too. song. That, that is too. awesome. It's we're, seriously we're the really best shortcake I have ever had in my life. It was so good. Um, I went with my um, sister-in-law, who is like 90 pounds, and, and, and she's this really tiny, cute Asian woman, and she's 90 pounds. And I'm like the loud, 
over-the-top American family member, and I did not care. I binged myself on that Hoosie <laughs> food because it was that good. I was like, this is how you're supposed to eat in America. <laughs> Absolutely. So That's awesome. And did oh she God. enjoy it, too? I'm so excited did for you. She enjoyed it, too? Oh, my sister-in-law? Yeah. Yeah, but she's she's just like a really light eater, you know. She's oh. just I mean they, oh, they eat like cold green beans every day. Like me? <laughs> yes, like you. It would be like eating with you, Brett. Exactly. Yes, I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's gonna be a really great time. We're planning a bunch of fast passes. Actually, fast pass day comes up in two days, and um, <gasps> I I'm given complete control over to the to him, so he's booking them for me. It'll be a really interesting experience uh, to not be waking up a half hour before that 6 a.m. mark and making sure I have all my computer ready and stuff like that. (laughs) I'm putting my faith in his hands, but uh, it's going really well so far. And, uh, of course, we will have much more about the trip and and everything that goes on from there. This is the closest we've ever booked a trip. So we booked it at 85 days out, and we were able to get just about every dining reservation that we wanted, including – uh, Artist Point, uh, and so we are going to oh, be you are going. Snow White oh, as well. Cool. So we've Please. got a, a couple of cool dining experiences that we have going on, and we were able to get all of those without really any problem at all. So um, there's cool ways to be able to do that, and uh, again, look back at our tips and tricks, especially on dining and food, if you want a lot of suggestions about all of that as well. So that's my news. I'm finally going back to Disney. It didn't happen in 20. 19, I don't think at all. So it's cool that uh, we're getting there in 2020 and we'll have to still plan another trip to uh, go to Disneyland sometime in the near future with y'all. Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes. That'd be fun. Another, another vacation that in this time with Craig, that'd be fun. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it sure would be. Sorry, Erica, you're out of the, you're out of the party. (laughs) Oh, bye, bye, Erica. Peace out, girl. Like, like, you can still come, Erica, and can she? Everyone, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like. <laughs> you are voted off the island. No, Erica. We need, no, we need her for her laugh and for her churro expeditions. Yeah, well, I almost lost an arm during her churro <laughs> expedition. So churro. I have to. Yeah. I have to think about that. <laughs> Well, we promised no. you a uh, a quick episode on news and some other things going on. Uh, we are so grateful to you for giving us a listen and make sure to keep spreading the news about Beyond the Mouse to all of your friends and fellow Disney fans. Um, we've got a really cool slate of shows coming up. We have a new Disney Pixar film that's likely going to just break my heart uh, because it's all about finding their dad. It's about finding their dad. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to do that now. So Craig based on a real story. Yeah. yeah. The director's um, real life story. Yeah. So <laughs> onward coming out in March. So that'll be the next thing that we have uh, likely will be a discussion about that film. So looking forward to that and many other things to come. Any final thoughts from either of you, Vanessa? Well, you know, I still have a lot to say about the impossible burn. I just feel shorted, but that's okay. I'll save it for another time. <laughs> Well, yeah, technical glitches aside, but yes. Um, it was oh, just impossible I, to talk about. <laughs> You're welcome. Insert joke here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, me? My turn? Um, yes. Well, you know, here it is. 
winter in central Illinois. And so I've been California dreaming myself. So who knows? Maybe something will happen with that. So anyway, what? looking forward to everything that's new in 2020, all of the new films and uh, a new CEO and all sorts of things. It's going to be great. We should just have a trip announcement plugged in. Uh, so we'll just keep <laughs> Ooh, doing that. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that does sound like a great idea. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you had a great listen. Uh, we will be back real soon with some more content coming your way. And, of course, you can always find us at nprillinois.org or follow us on social media, the Beyond the Mouse Facebook page or the Front Row Network Facebook page. Follow us along there, too, and get all the scoop on some new news coming up. And then also just talk about the Disney parks with us because we love to do that. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Bye.